0: Hey everyone, this is Dave Korsunsky from Data Driven Health Radio. On this show, we look at how individuals are empowering themselves and using data to transform the way they manage their health. We interview the health experts and the scientists that will help you understand and interpret the data. We speak with the entrepreneurs who are building the tools and the technology that are allowing us to quantify our health in novel and powerful ways. And most importantly, we speak to the individuals who are beating the odds on everything from cancer to diabetes to weight loss and general health and wellness. This show is brought to you by Aura. They make a state-of-the-art ring that can track sleep cycle analysis, activity, and recovery. You can learn more about this product at headsuphealthcom Aura. That's O-U-R-A. This show is also brought to you by our good friends over at Keto Mojo. They are making a highly accurate and highly affordable device for testing blood sugar and blood ketones. Check it out at headsuphealthcom slash ketomojo. And lastly, the show is brought to you by Level. They are making a clinical-grade breath ketone analyzer, which measures your level of fat burning and ketosis through a simple breath. You can learn more at headsuphealthcom level. That's L-E-V-L. All of these amazing products are integrated with Heads Up Health, They all allow you to quantify your health in novel and powerful ways. So check them out. Thank you to our sponsors. Welcome to our show, and let's get into it. Welcome to Data Driven Health Radio. Hey, buddy, this is Dave Korsunski from Data-Driven Health Radio, and we are back with a new series on the podcast, and we call this series Quick Hits. And on this series, we really just want to go very deep into one topic, keep it short and concise, and get you back to your day. So with me today is my good buddy, Dr. John Lemansky and we are gonna talk about the adverse health effects of vegetable oils and industrial seed oils. So welcome John, and thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, hey Dave, how's it going?
0: Doing wonderful, thank you. So just to set some context for everybody here on how John and I got started on this topic, we were out skiing one day, and I was about to take a huge bite of my delicious omelet when Dr. John started grilling me on the dangers of the vegetable oils that the omelet was most likely cooked in. So completely ruined my appetite for this delightful omelet. And we figured, well, we might as well make a positive out of this thing and share some of that information that you shared with me over breakfast with the rest of our listeners. So Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really invited to many meals these days. No, you can, call, you can show up after I eat uh, from right. now
1: That'll work. That'll work. Yeah. You can pretend.
0: Yeah. So John, we're going to put 10 minutes on the clock here. We want to be super concise with these segments. So I'm starting yep. the timer now and just share with uh, everyone listening what you shared with me about how these oils work in the body, how they get stuck, how to avoid them, what we can do about it. Just how do we educate ourselves around this topic?
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for that introduction. I think it's important that People understand, so where I'm coming from, I promote more of a ketogenic way of eating, and I know you do as well. And so within that spectrum, there's a lot of different ways to do it, right? And so now that keto is becoming quite popular in the mainstream, I think it's important that people understand that it's not just a question of, okay, I eat a lot of fat, and it doesn't matter what type of fat I eat absolutely it matters. It makes a big difference. And so one of the things that when you and I were having breakfast, I just noticed that if you go out to a fast food restaurant or any kind of restaurant really, or eat packaged food, majority of the oil that you're going to get is actually a vegetable oil or seed oil or something like that. And so you and I started talking about some of the impacts that those oils can have on the body. And it actually can be quite detrimental to your health.
0: Hey, John, can I jump in? Yeah, absolutely. Before you go further, can you define vegetable and seed oils? Because I think even that is something that we need to unpack a little bit.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, You know, seed oil is technically a type of vegetable oil. I would say vegetable oil is going to be kind of the overarching, you know, label for oils such as soybean oil, canola oil, which is a a byproduct of rapeseed oil. Other ones that are out there: sunflower oil, soybean oil. I think I mentioned safflower. I've heard safflower is another big one. So if you if you start looking at ingredients, you'll notice that there's a lot of different types of vegetable oils that are, are being promoted as heart healthy and it all you, you have to kind of understand historically how we got to this point so when saturated fat became really persona non grata labeled as the cause of heart disease companies started figuring out a different type of oil to use and when you start making products that need to have long shelf lives well Things like olive oil don't sit very well if they don't bake very well. Mm-hmm. Things like lard, which used to be used as the main driver of all these products, well, now that has a high saturated fat content, and so companies couldn't use that anymore. So they started looking around for different kind of products that used, and one of the ones they found that was the most successful was the vegetable oils. But even then, they had to do more chemical kind of chemistry to them to make them more stable so oils in general if they're in a liquid form they're pretty unstable in order to have a long shelf life for products you need to hydrate hydrogenate them basically put a hydrogen atom on the actual molecule and that makes it into kind of a a solid state that they can use in breads and chips and all those things problem with that is because of the the way that that is created you get a lot of trans fats If you go back into chemistry, whenever you have a a double bond in any situation, you can have something called cis or trans. And all that means is the orientation of the molecule. But for humans, trans fats have been shown to be very detrimental to health, including cardiovascular health, cancer, pro-inflammatory. And so it took about 25 years for the FDA to actually remove. But you still have the problem of the vegetable oils being there and being the major, major oil that we consume. And if you go to like so, for instance, when we were having breakfast, I asked specifically the waitress, "Okay, well, what do you guys use to cook the food in? Do you use butter?" And she said, "Yes, we use butter." And I said, "Okay, well, can you can you double check? Is it really butter? Is it margarine? What do you guys use?" And she came back and said, "Well, it's actually margarine, mm-hmm. which is not the same thing as butter." So that's how we started kind of talking about the issues with vegetable oils. So I think we'd take canola oil because that's really the biggest one that you see in the market. Even if you go to Whole Foods, you'll see you know at their bar, usually the main ingredient is canola oil. And canola oil is derived from rapeseed, and it's ori- originally really in Canada. And canola oil is actually kind of a, a play on words. It's for Canadian oil, low acid. And so if you go historically with this type of oil. Initially in the 1950s, it was used as a lubricant for machinery, and so it was banned for people to actually consume it. And what they did is they kind of tweaked the formula a little bit, and then eventually the FDA accepted it as uh, a type of oil that we can consume as humans. So, so,
0: so not in and of I'm, itself, when, it's when, scary. when I'm in a pinch, John, and my car has broken down, I can just get the uh. <laughs> canola oil and pour it into the engine and, and probably get by. So that's that's a sad state of affairs.
1: Well, so funny enough, there was a guy in Australia. And what he did is he actually converted his car over so that he could use the frying oil, like the vegetable oils from fast food places as fuel. And he drove across Australia just using that. Obviously, he had to convert yeah. it a little bit
0: we have to find that story and link to it so we yeah. got, we got 4 minutes here john so down okay. how these oils are in the body yep. the part that was interesting to me is is basically just how they, the non technical term is just how they get stuck and then yeah. what we do about it
1: yeah so a couple of major things to understand so you know majority of component of the vegetable oil is going to be a polyunsaturated and monounsaturated type of fat Why does that matter? So those types of fats, some are okay, but the polyunsaturated have a lot of these double bonds that make them more applicable to be oxidized, meaning oxygen goes to the double bond, destroys it, and you get a lot of things called free radicals. Free radicals. Yeah. Free radicals are normal part of the body. Your immune system uses them to destroy bacteria, viruses, so it's a normal production. The unfortunate part is that you're overwhelming the system by having too many of these oils causing too many free radicals, which Got leads it. to aging, leads to cell death, leads to apoptosis. Yeah, exactly. The second thing that happens is this is a high omega-6 type of fat. Got it. So in the body, we want to try to maintain a ratio of one-to-one of omega-6 to omega-3. Yep. Why does it matter? omega six tend to be pro-inflammatory. When you look at the kind of pathway that it, it goes down, you get a lot of these pro-inflammatory cytokines, which your body needs. Again, we're not saying you get rid of all omega-6s, but you need to do a better ratio. The average American diet is 20 to 1. 20 so- to 1. So 20, we're way 20 more on
0: the inflammatory side of things, presumably because of, we're, we're consuming excess amounts of, one of many reasons, but one is due to the excessive amounts of these types of oils.
1: Exactly. So, you know, 20 omega-6s to one omega-3 is pretty average because it's in everything and it's been labeled as heart healthy. So now people feel, okay, well, it's heart healthy. I can consume it. Absolutely not. So,
0: John, I know you can get an omega-6, omega-3 test done as well. Yes. That's a biomarker that people can measure if they're curious about where their ratio stands. Is that correct?
1: You can, and I think it's one of the more important tests that you can do for your body to see where it Yeah. The other kind of pro-inflammatory production, you get something called interleukin-6, and then you get cytokines that really kind of drive this pro-inflammatory state. You'll hear inflammation talked a lot about just kind of out there. Well, it's more specific than that. There's specific inflammation. The other thing that happens is you are still producing trans fats. So the way the FDA um, kind of got around this is that If there's less than 0.5 grams of trans fats within the product, it can be labeled as zero trans fats. But if you're consuming a lot of these things, then you actually are consuming quite a bit of trans fats in your body. These things, once they get into the cell membrane, so every cell in your body has a double membrane. It's called phospholipid membrane. And these are made up of fatty acids. So when you consume these things, they get stuck in those membranes. And once they get stuck, they become really hard, almost like plastic is what it's been described as. And once it becomes plastic, the cell doesn't function very well and your body tries to get rid of it. And so you continue to get this pro-inflammatory kind of cascade. Your body sees this as foreign, it tries to get rid of it. And then that happens in all the cells in your body, specifically your liver. So your liver gets absorbed a lot of these, your brain, and these things don't function as well.
0: And how do we how do we process this? How do we get rid of this if if we find that we already have a high ratio? If we're already seeing signs of inflammation in the body through different biomarkers, through Ella, through uh, low HRV, how do we process this? And, and what are the best? I guess for maybe detoxification is the right word, but what can we do about it?
1: Yeah, and that's the thing is it's hard. So really, the best things that you can do is to start off with trying to. Hit that ratio back to one to one. So start consuming really good omega three products. Uh, yep. Stop consuming vegetable oils. If I see a vegetable oil in a product, I will not eat it. If I go to a restaurant, I'll specifically ask, "What do you guys use to cook with?" Cool. Because a lot of times, you know, they'll say olive oil and it's really a blend. Yep. Or they'll say butter and it's really margarine. Yep. So things that you can consume that have high omega three, really good fish. So wild caught salmon. You know, fish eggs really good wild eggs, pasture-raised eggs, really good beef, really everything that we promote in a ketogenic lifestyle, you consume, but you just have to really push that ratio. Second thing you can do is fast. So if you do some intermittent fasting or longer-term fasting, your body will process a lot of those um, dysfunctional cells, get rid of them. And and if you introduce the good omega-3 fats and saturated fats, then when you rebuild, you're actually rebuilding a, a much better cellular membrane.
0: Perfect yeah right on the money wow that was good 10 minutes on the button now i know you've done a lot of research on this topic so we're also going to include some of the references for people who want to do their own homework in the show notes we can also include some of the biomarkers that dr lemansky may recommend looking at if you want to assess your own level of inflammation and omega-3-6 ratio and what else john yeah i think that's a good start i think
1: You know tune in for more of these episodes we're going to discuss um, a lot of biomarkers and specific little hacks that you can do to improve your health and i'll definitely get that information over to
0: you sounds great man thanks for being the first guest on the quick hits i think we came in right on time and forward to doing more of these it was an honor
1: thank you keep up the great work listening to data driven health radio